This episode is brought to you by Destination NBA, a G League Odyssey. It is available to stream on Prime Video on Tuesday, August 8th. It is produced by Religion of Sports and Ringer Films. Oh, yeah. This is our documentary about uh, the 2022-23 G League season. We immersed ourselves. We followed five future stars or possible stars who are competing in the G League, the NBA's development league, as they try to achieve their lifelong dream of making it to the NBA. It's an awesome documentary. Again, August 8th. Go check it out on Prime Video. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. I'm your host, Pasha, and joining me as always, the birthday boy, the belated birthday. Yes. Are you feeling older, wiser? You know what? I feel a little bit of both, a little bit of both. But, I, you know, most of all, I think the worst part about uh, the birthday is I have to, like, respond to every single person in text. You get, like, a you get a birthday text. like. But you get a grace period, though. I feel like you get a couple days. Like, if you respond to someone, like, a couple days later, like, it's totally so fine. Right, it's not a right away. No. Build up the inbox. But I did notice that you, you know, reposted the NBA on Instagram, reposted, like, Adidas. Didn't repost my post. Not a big deal. But next year, you might not get one. So I was biased towards like bigger, <laughs> big, bigger corporations. Brands, big corporations and brands. I felt obligated to like repost those people. Do you feel why. obligated to post? Instagram has made it weird where you have to like post people's birthdays all the time. I think that's kind of annoying. It is, it's an obligation. If you're like a really close friend, then I feel that you might have to do something like that. Otherwise, but then it's like, where does a line drawn? What's a yeah. close friend anymore? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I was like too deep. The you spent the day at Disney. How was that? It's so hot outside. Yeah, it was. It was what you would think it would be with a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. And that type of heat. But I had a good time, man. We we um we ran around with the little ones. You know, I, I'm not one of those guys that like on your birthday you have to like tell everyone it's your birthday and uh you know you could tell a lot about someone on how they handle their birthday. I have some friends that the the birthday month. Like right away, they're like, yeah, it's my birthday month. And we, all month they talk about it. They want to plan something. Yeah. And it kind of, it's, and then there's some people that just don't want anything to do with it. They don't even tell people it's their birthday and hope yeah. it kind of just flies under the radar. I'm, uh, I'm the other guy. I, I, I don't, I didn't plan one thing for my birthday. I didn't, I mean, bro, I was at Disney yesterday with, with the kids. I didn't plan that. I just tagged along. I don't want like a whole event. Yeah. I did, a, I did one for my 30th. Yeah, because that was like you know you're turning thirty, and, and your 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 girl, you know, kind of put that together. Yeah, she put that that, was, again. Nice. I I yeah, I didn't put anything together. Yeah. I'm just not that guy. Yeah. So it, you know, it happened yesterday. It's over with. You know. So I'm in, I'm I'm in my I'm in the thirties now. I would say like the my the thing I hate the most in the world, most awkward thing for me is when people are singing happy birthday to me. Do you sing along? People are all looking at you. Do you just look down at the cake? Like, what do you do? I think it's, I think it's the worst. I'm just saying that's that's me. Maybe you like it. Maybe you want to. See, I don't know what your deal is. You just smile, man. <laughs> you you sit there and you smile. You just sit like <laughs> it's awful. The uh, let's talk about last episode. It went pretty viral there with what you said about Dame and you know James Harden and everything. Well, I know you wanted to clarify it a little bit. I know you went Instagram live and talked about it. Obviously, people take snippets and you know only post a little bit of it. No one listen. You know, people don't listen to the whole pod and they make a judgment. Yep. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, yeah, it's tough when you're saying something for like a whole minute and there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of background behind what we're saying. Obviously, social media, that's not going to happen. You know, they're going to take a snippet, cut it however they want so they can portray it however they want. I mean, they didn't portray anything that I didn't say, though. I mean, I what I said is what I said. I still stand by what I said. I guess... Um, well, I mean, what is there to clear up? Yeah, I mean, the only I mean thing I is guess- it, wait, so the, the crazy thing you said was it's bad for the league when one player is demanding a trade to one specific team. I think that's very bad. Like, I, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not apologizing for it. The only thing that I guess I, if I would have said, or, and I, again, I did say, I, I, you know, I was like, Dame, Dame is like the only guy that could be exempt from it just due to his years in Portland. I mean, he played there long enough to where like someone like that could probably deserves to go wherever, wherever he wants. You know, he, he's could have been, he, when you really think about it, Dames could have been in a big market a long time ago. Um, and he's played really well for a long time under 
a small market in Portland. Um, and it's really had to put on like dominant years just to get them to the back of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like seventh, eighth seed, sixth seed, whatever the case may be. They had a couple of decent years with, with, with uh, CJ. But regardless, um, yeah, that's the only thing. People are like, Dame deserves it. I'm like, bro, yeah, I know Dame deserves it. But that wasn't the point. I was using him as an example because he was the guy in the moment doing it. I said what I said. I still stand by it. And I don't think uh, any player should be requesting to go here or there, bro, and say they won't show up to work if they don't if they play here. I don't think... And again, what happened a week after that? The NBA is under investigation with his with his agent. Or not investigation, but whatever it is. I don't even know. They, they, they're looking into it. They're yeah. looking into it like, yo, this isn't okay. You're not... This isn't how it works. And again, and that, that's all my point was. It's like, you, if you get traded, you have to go play. Right. That's that's it. If Dame had one year left on his deal, then I would understand a little bit more. You know what I mean? Also, that's that's the other thing. It's like, if he had one year left on his deal, it's like, bro, there's no point in even trading me here. It's like Anthony Davis. He did the same thing. Right. He's like, y'all can trade for me. I will show up and play. I will work. But at the end of the year, I'm, I'm not coming back. That kills the trade value. I'm if just they just quietly wanted to go to Miami and never said anything, then it could have been something. But now everyone knows they want to go to Miami. So another team wants to get involved. And it makes Tyler Hero... It, What's what he, he's a good young player that's average, you know, six man of the year, average 20 points, you know, a, a game for the last couple of years. And then Portland obviously doesn't want him. They have so many guards. So now you're killing Tyler Hero's value. He's just sitting there like innocent bystander. And it, it makes it's just it's a terrible situation, I think, which sucks because Dame has been loyal for so long to go from that to now this dragged out thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It is weird. One but, extreme to the other. And I, I never, like. but I, in Dame's defense, I don't ever know the right way to handle it. I mean, I guess it's just to be quiet. But if you're quiet, you you, you know, there's a chance of you getting traded to a team that you don't yeah. want to go to. So I think he wanted to be vocal and say, like, listen, I'm open to working with the Portland. Obviously, I've been here for a long time. I do want to play for Miami. So then, you know, now they're taking Miami into consideration. When that trade's not really working, they're like, oh, well, we found these teams that we think we're looking at. Remember Minnesota and this yeah. team and this team and this team was popping up. And that's when I think he was like, wait, 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 wait. I only want to go to Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, right. again, I'm not a fan of, but Dame is the only guy that I would not have a problem doing it with. He's the only guy. Everyone else. So you didn't like him when Peyton Pritchard was demanding a trade? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. By the way, on the USA Select team, Peyton Pritchard. Really? Yeah. But that's like the young team, right? That they, they, they invite yeah, young players. They, yeah. Jalen Greens and... Nice. He's a good player. What are you trying to say here? No, I'm not trying to say anything. Yes, you are. One more thing about the Dame stuff that really annoyed me is half of the comments were people agreeing with you, and the other half of the comments were saying, Well, Austin, Dame's better than you. So what? What are we who cares? So let me get this straight. Only you you can only talk about people that you're better than? Like this is by this logic, by this logic, no one could ever talk about anybody. Yeah, no one should ever talk about and, LeBron unless, James unless Michael Jordan and LeBron James are our TV broadcasters. No one can talk about anybody because they're, they're, there's only a few amount of guys that are better than everybody else. It, it's the dumbest logic in the world. It's either you know basketball or you don't, or you have some type of history with basketball or you don't. Uh, Complex actually recently had us on their list of pods. Shout out to Complex. That was really cool. It was. Shout out to Complex. I liked all the that. pods on there. I, I like, you know, we were talking about Jeff Teague's last time and his storytelling. Yep. And I love that. But then today I was scrolling on Instagram and it, it was Anthony Tolliver telling a story about how Michael Beasley accidentally put his hand on his knee. They were going a little too far with the storytelling. Like, I don't need to hear that. We need to unpack that story. Like, it was, we're doing a little too much. Like, and now guys, are, now the, guys are just like, there's any story that people saw, like the Jeff T, they're like, okay, what, what story do I have in my bag right now? Let me get a mic in front of me. Like, we don't, it's, we don't need to hear every story ever. Now, now, now we're, just, I, don't need a, I don't need the 30 for 30 on that, like that situation. Yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, I wish I could tell like 80% of the stories that I've witnessed, but they're just not even. It's not even about me. It's about the other person that's involved. <laughs> it's about the other person that'd be involved in the story that I don't know. They would not be okay with me telling the story. Um, Jeff T keeps it clean though. And he usually talks about things that happen in the game, trash talk. Yeah. And uh, there's so much humility in everything he's saying. Like he's super, he, there's no ego. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. He's keeping it real. No, they definitely do good storytelling. There's a difference between those storytelling and like podcasting though, in my, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit. You could in the podcasting. It's always good to throw in a story. Everyone yeah. likes a story. Those are the ones I always go viral too. Yeah, I like his. His is good. No, and I'm happy to be on the list. It, it was really cool, man. Uh, shout out to Complex for doing that. And this is our first year doing this, so 
obviously without our listeners and people supporting us, we wouldn't be able to even have any of the success. So we encourage everyone to keep listening and also, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're, we're trying to continue to build this out and uh, get bigger and bigger. But yeah, that was, that was really cool. For sure. It's, it's pro-am season. Are you it's planning on playing it any? season? I mean, I want to, but I don't want to get risk getting hurt. I'm, you know, I haven't signed a deal yet. So for a guy like me, you're like kind of like teetering that line there. It's like, do I play? Because it, you could, it's good to get reps in and like play basketball, not just do workouts. You want to like hoop. And you, um, and you're the kind of person that loves the, like, I love to play you're itching. Yeah. I, I want to play badly. Yeah. So it's just like, you have that. And then you have the other side. It's like, you know, you go up there and you hurt something. It's like, you're done. You know what I mean? So it's just like that. I, you know, I try to keep a healthy balance. So, um, I've been playing a little bit of pickup, doing a lot of just individual shooting, but I don't know, man, I, I would like to play in the Drew. You know what I mean? I never played in the Drew League before. I would definitely like to pull up there. I'm going to be out in LA in the next couple of weeks. So that might be something I'm looking to. Who are you playing pickup with right now in Orlando? It's a lot of good players have been playing, man. Uh, you know, we had John Collins, myself, uh, you know, Tony Schnell. Um, we had, uh, who's been there with Seth? Seth Curry, um, uh, Antonio Blakeney. Uh, let's see who we got. Uh, Pascal played one day. I, I wasn't there that day, but he's been playing Okiki, you know, Terrence Ross, was Terrence playing. Ross, Cole Anthony, uh, Nikola Vucevic. You know, there, there's been, there's been a handful of players. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie. We've actually had some pretty good runs. Um, Orlando's a little hidden gem with the Hoopers, man. A lot of guys yeah. come here. A lot of guys, anybody who plays here keeps their house. Yeah. Anybody who plays for the Magic at one point, they it's rare that when they're traded or something, they just up and leave. They usually keep their place and live here for an extended amount of years due to just them falling in love with the city. For sure, like people compare it to other small markets like Oklahoma City and all these other small markets, but we're we're in Florida. We're you know forty five minutes we from the beach. We are nothing, and that's nothing yeah, against like, Oklahoma City or no, any no, of those places. Saying, but right? like it's not we're not even in the same realm in terms of like, bro, this is this is Orlando, Florida. I think people think this and like think it's like two thousand and one, and all we have is Disney, and it's yeah. like it's just. Florida as a whole, since the pandemic in general, Tampa, Orlando, Miami has. Well, even just, in two thousand one, we had Tim Duncan do like you know. In two thousand, we had Tim Duncan do a visit here. He was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that true that he just he couldn't because he couldn't get his family on the team plane and he didn't? That's why he didn't sign with the Magic. I there's no way that was true because there's no way my 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 pops would let that get in the way of him playing on the team. I mean, yeah, there's no way my dad was like he already had won a title at that point. There's no way. There is no way that Doc was like. Hmm. I would like Tim Duncan, but I won't let his kids and family be on the team play. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. Maybe that was the, the rules back then. I know nowadays it's obviously oh, yeah, completely no. different. Yeah, it is different now. Playing. But I, I still don't see that happening. Tim Duncan, bro? 2001 Tim Duncan? <sighs> no. In all hindsight, I'm glad it didn't work out just because what he did with San Antonio the following years. and Oh, you couldn't do that in Orlando? I mean, the setup he had with Tony and, and Ginobili and uh, that whole crew, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, as a Magic fan, it's tough. Setup. It's hopeful. I know. But, you know, you got a little Grant, a little T-Mac action for a little bit, which was Definitely exciting. a little bit of Grant Hill, not, not a lot. Well, he had the ankle injuries, which no, really held him tough. up. Um, otherwise, that could have been pretty, such, you know. But, yeah, whatever, man. T-Mac held it down. Um what did T-Mex say? T-Mex said something last week that was uh, interesting. He said something about, uh, what did T-Mex say? James Harden? Yes. He said those, which is interesting. T-Mex has been kind of getting out there a little bit lately, talking a little bit. By the way, he has the resume. He does have the resume. Talks, we're going to listen. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, say, I just, and we're going to get into it. I don't kind of, why are we asking people who their top, 10 of all time is. I know Dr. J just came out with something and we're always asking people, you know, their best five all time. People are always going to say something that people are, other people are just going to disagree with. Mm. They're going to leave out LeBron James for no reason or leave, leave out Michael Jordan or they always do something to make a splash. No one wants to just lay out the best five players. I don't know if you noticed that. I know Dr. J's recently, his top 10 didn't have a lot of players on it. What were your thoughts on that? And can I get your top five of all time? What's your all time lineup? Uh, I'll give you top 10. Top five is nuts. Well, if, okay. If you had a team that you had to put together, like Bill Simmons always says against the aliens that came down, you have to put the best five, any player in their prime. What's well, your lineup well, looking like? Well, which one do you want to answer first? Do you want me to answer the reaction to Dr. J's or do you want to give me a top five? Yeah, whatever you want. 
I think Dr. J's list was just, well, first off, he's referring to players in his time. Yeah. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's going to play, he's going to put the guys that he played against. But if you're asked what the top 10 players of all time are, you've sat there and watched basketball for the past 20, 30 years. And you're telling me that one of those guys is on your list. That's where it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I understand him playing, putting guys that he competed against. I get it. Dr. J played in the NBA. He played in the NBA. You know what I mean? This is a guy from a whole different era of basketball. And he's a legend. No doubt. And the guys he put on his list are also legends. With that being said, it's I know this is all a matter of, you know, of opinion, but his list was utterly I don't want, I don't want to say ridiculous, but it was wrong. I don't I don't agree with him. I don't think anybody did. There's no active players, right? No, no, and it's ridiculous. It's just like and we all know where how how the game's evolved. Listen, that's a fact. And I know people get mad about this. The game has evolved, man. Just like 40 years from now, God knows what these guys are going to be doing. Seriously. People don't like to think about it, but that's just the case. Guys are going to make more money. Guys are going to be more famous. Guys are going to have more privileges. The game is only going to be bigger. Guys are going to be better. That is the evolution of anything and the existence of anything. And it's no different in the game of basketball. If people shot the jump shots Steph Curry did, they would think he's an alien in that era. And it's hard to compare, but it's just it is what it is. His list, I don't... Listen, again, everybody on there are Hall of Famers, so it's not like what he said was absurd. But like, there's no way you can have a top 10 list. And Stephen A said this. You cannot have a top 10 list and not have LeBron James on it. You immediately lose credibility. Right. Immediately. One and two is Michael Jordan, LeBron James, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. I don't even want to get into that today. There's no right answer. Half the world thinks it's Michael. The other half thinks it's LeBron. The fact that people have narrowed it down pretty much to those two people, they, they both have won already. The fact that LeBron has been able to even make a case to catch that guy or like make a case where like people are like, no, he's the best, just tells you right th then and there. So LeBron, Michael, both one and two, right? Mm -hmm. After that, I'm not even putting an order. I'm just going to name names who would fill out my top 10. Kobe Bryant's in my top 10 players of all time. Stephen Curry is in my top 10 players of all time. That's four. Tim Duncan is in my top 10 players of all time. Shaquille O'Neal is in my top 10 players of all time. Magic Johnson is in my top 10. Kareem is in my top 10. Kevin Durant is in my top 10. All right, that's the first one that I'm a little, I mean, you're, that means you're leaving somebody really good out. Like, so it's Durant over Larry Bird. Durant over, are we doing the Will Chamberlain's and Bill Russell's? Are we counting these guys? Because no, because Bill's my 10th. And the only reason I'm putting Bill in there is due to his, how much this guy won on just in anything he did. You, you have to put him in there. But, and I love Larry Bird. Larry Bird is not better than Kevin Durant. Again, Larry Bird is a, a fucking Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players of all time, champion, did it on his own team, never went to any other team. I love, like, I love what Larry stood for. I love how he did his career. I understand a lot of people give Kevin slack for him jumping around from team to team to team. Um, but I don't think that's a portrayal of him as a player. I think that's more of a portrayal of him as... I think that's more of so his character, if that makes sense. And not to say as a, you know, a flawed character, Kevin's not like a vocal, rah-rah, you know what I mean? Like Michael and Larry were like those type of leaders. Kevin's just a hooper. So like, I don't think Kevin sees a problem going to team to team. He's just, I'm going to go hoop. He went to the best team in the league, the Warriors, and was still the best player on the team. I don't know if anybody watched those finals or any in the playoffs. When times got rough, they put that ball in his hands and got the fuck out the way. Yeah. Or he would just start doing some, I mean, nutty shit. It's one of the greatest scores that the league has ever seen and no one's ever seen since then. Every skinny player that can shoot a ball, the next Kevin Durant, none of them ever are. We haven't seen a guy in the realm of closeness to him. We've seen some tall guys that could shoot this, this, and that. They love to throw KD out there. You haven't seen it before and you haven't seen it since. It, there's not a there's not a player better that name me you could not name me ten players ever better than better than Kevin Durant I don't see it so this has turned into kind of Kevin Durant Larry Bird and I, I understand what you're saying this is more Larry Bird has more of a storybook career versus you're saying just in a vacuum Kevin Durant better basketball books storybook career yeah he has won multiple championships yes they were at the Warriors it's just different like <laughs> Larry but Bird's, I don't know if the Warriors win both of those without him. 
They probably don't. The the Cavs seem like they figured them out. Yeah, I thought I think the Cavs would have got another one there. I'm not saying both of them. Maybe the Warriors wouldn't won. Maybe they lose one. But them getting Kevin put them over the. I mean, it was like a it was a joke after that. No one was beating that team. Yeah, I think the I think that the 2017 Warriors are the best team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they, it's the best team I've ever played against in my entire life. I've never played a team as good as that team. You had to play like perfect basketball to beat them, and it doesn't exist. So are you going 2017 Warriors or 2000, 2001 Lakers? Where 2001 Lakers, they, I think they the won 2000, one game the, all playoffs and it was an overtime game against Allen Iverson. Who they play, bro, did you see who they played in the finals, man? Are you not an Aaron McKee fan? Uh, I love, bro, listen, I, I, I love Geiger and I love Aaron, <laughs> I love, I love Aaron Snow and, and Aaron McKee. Those guys can play basketball. No, I'm not taking no credit away from them. But, bro, that, that Philly team, the Pacer team, uh, and the and the New Jersey Nets team, uh, they had three finals in a row where they just steamrolled everybody, bro. Yeah. And the only game they lost was a game where Iverson went like hero mode, bro, and was making every. You know what I mean? Like, no. Go- Golden State is by Golden State's the best team I think to ever. I think they're the best team. 2007 Golden State I think beats any team in the history of the NBA. Wow. Over okay, so 96 Bulls. I had the Warriors, and that has nothing to do with the Bulls. It just has to do with the evolution of basketball. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just the, the shooting on that team was unmatched, bro. Between Katie and Steph and Clay, we're talking about prime Steph, prime Clay, prime Kevin, prime Draymond. Iggy was still not out of it yet. He was still like at the end of his prime, but still very much still in it. I, I, that team was ridiculous. This is starting center Zaza Pachulia. Didn't even. That, that's the point. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. They just needed someone just to go down there and just fight and grab a rebound. They didn't need anything. It was like Festus Azili or Zaza or, or this guy. Or it, it didn't matter. Yeah. But that, that was the best team I've ever seen in my life. And the first year they had him, I think they still, did they still have Livingston? Or they had to, they had to give yeah, up? Yeah, Livingston, he was there. Iguodala. They had all those guys still with Kevin, right? Yeah, like that was, they didn't have Barbosa though. Those guys left, I believe. They picked up, I think, JaVel McGee, Nick Young. No, Nick won. Nick did win. You're right. But Javel Javel played great for them, by the way. Um, yeah, man. So who's your all-time starting five? You have to build the perfect team. Uh, I'd go Steph, Mike, Braun, Tim Duncan, Shaq. You're leaving out Kobe, who's you always, you always say that's like your yeah, guy. Co- yeah, Kobe's in my top ten. But if yeah. I have to choose a shooting guard on my team, I only have one. I'm going Michael Jordan. It's not anything against Kobe. I just put Kobe in my top 10 players of all time. But if I'm building a starting five, I want to point, I, want, I need shooting. That's Steph. I got Kobe. I mean, I mean, I got Michael at the two. I got Bron at the three who can facilitate as well. That team doesn't have enough three-point shooting, the team you just named. No, they're just going to beat, they're just going to beat you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's, everyone's like, like, you don't have enough shooting. You don't have enough, you don't have, bro, when you put that five that I just named, you you put Shaq and Tim Duncan and LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Steph Curry in the court, they're just going to win the game. I, got, I don't love the Duncan Shaq together, even though they are the best power forward and, and prime Shaq, you know. Bro, they would just be, it'd be, it'd be silly down there. <laughs> it, 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 it would just be, I mean, my God. And if you, I mean, yeah, no, that's my five. I'm sticking, I'm sticking with that. Listen, I'm not going to give my own five. Prime Shaq, but holy I, shit, bro. I'm a big fan of when people put LeBron at the point when they make their all-time starting five team. I would do LeBron at the point and then you can fill out the rest however you want to, but I think that's what You're, I would you, do. Listen, I know you love LeBron, but how strong it's gotten over the years it's just getting, I would have him at the point put LeBron at the point and whatever else and then the happens rest, yeah, after that think about your team and LeBron's bringing the ball up and then you could slide in a, a KD or whoever you want a Yana I don't know who you want to put in there but you're opening it up for somebody else and you have LeBron who's led the NBA in assists he's a top whatever passer of all time I'd have him at point no, I like, I like I'll put Steph in there, man, just for shooting. What about shooting? I got the best shooter in the world. Maybe I put Steph at the two. I don't. I'm just. What's it? I'm not. I mean, they can play any any way when the game starts. I'm not controlling how, who brings up the ball. You <laughs> You're me, the coach of the team. You asked me to put a starting five together. I put a starting five together. Steph, who's Steph, the coach Steph, of this all time? Steph by position is point guard. Who's the coach of this all time team? To handle that type of team, it'd have to be Pop, right? I mean, Phil Jackson, Pop. I go Pop because we're not running a triangle offense. Otherwise, I'd do Phil. Yeah. But we're not running that with, with with Steph. So Pop wasn't the best at coaching Team USA though. So then they win. I thought that was the year they got seventh place. 
my way off on that? Coach K won. Oh, you're talking about the year before Coach K took over. Was that no, Pop? no, no. Pop did the last one with the, the, Don, the Donovan Mitchell Kemba Walker team. Chris Middleton. That team was. They lost to France. Yeah, but that team wasn't. That team wasn't what what Coach K had. <laughs> <laughs> Coach K had a hungry and motivated LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and and uh, and, and Kobe Bryant and like, you know. They were like trying to get the. They were mad that they lost the years before. I mean, oh, like that, redeem, the name they, was the redeem, the redeem team. team. Like the team came there and punished everybody. All right. Would you? Are you taking redeem team over dream team? Was Kevin not on that team? Kevin was on the 2012 team, which is also an underrated team. Really, they won. Good. They won too. Yeah. Um, but the only issue, I like 2008 better than 2012 because Dwight. We had a very prime Dwight Howard as the center of that 2008 team. In 2012, I believe it was Tyson Chandler. I think I'm going with the 2018. And remember, like bald Dwayne Wade coming off the bench. What was that? He was unbelievable. Why did he go bald? It's because of Michael, right? I'm not sure, but the year before he was injured a lot. He wore Michael's number though, didn't he? I'm not sure, but he played unbelievable. And they all had an amazing year after that in the NBA. They did. So you going Dream Team or Redeem? Man, that's tough, man. That damn Dream Team was incredible. A lot of those guys were out of their prime, though. Magic, Larry, they were already either retired or retiring. No, now, like, looking back, it was really just Michael Scotty and, like, Charles were just, like, carrying it. Charles, Charles played unbelievable. Yeah, Charles was just dominating, bro. They had no, they'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> uh, in Euro basketball, they're like, this guy is physical, he's dangerous, and he's mean. He's 6'4". He, yeah, he's just 6'5", yeah, <laughs> six, six, power forward. Uh, I'll go to Redeem Team, man. I'm going to Redeem Team. Did you see Canada? They were posting clips of them. They all got together. They're working out. They, they look good. Are you scared a little bit as an American, a proud American? <laughs> oh, man. What a question. You know what's crazy is Canada is being reviewed and like received as, oh, man, this team's dangerous because they have multiple NBA players. And like our, our team's like only, you know what I mean? Like, oh, but the NBA players they have are. You're only saying that because they're first two guys. It's only the first two guys that like leave you like, okay, this is interesting. Shea and Jamal make people excited. I saw a little Lou Dort and RJ Barrett in the back. Oh man. Uh, listen, shout out to RJ. That's the homie. RJ can hoop too. But like I'm just worried that if Lou Dort, like, his defense, he can take a player out. Who's the go-to guy for USA? It would be Anthony Edwards and, and, and Brandon Ingram. Anthony, Anthony Edwards will be the go-to guy for that team. Brandon Ingram too. Anthony Edwards is the best player in Team USA. I, I like Brandon Ingram a lot. You think Brandon Ingram is better than no, Anthony? No, I think Edwards. he'll be the guy that they go through though. I think, it, yeah, for scoring, do you need a bucket? Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram, that dude is a bucket. I still think Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards will be the best player of that team. I also think Jalen Brunson's going to be a little problem down there. He's a little, he's just such a crafty individual. Yeah, he's definitely, I, I believe he'll start over Halliburton. He's one of my favorite players to watch play, is Jalen Brunson. And it's due to him being small, unathletic, even a little pudge. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. He's a little We're pudgy. body shaming on this pod. Come on. It's incredible what this guy... Have you watched him play? Of course. Have I watched Jalen Brunson play no, basketball? I, I know you've seen highlights. I didn't know if you like tuned in his games. Of course, League I've pass. seen a lot of his games. Yeah, bro. His skill level, his footwork. I mean, he probably has top five footwork in the NBA. Uh, and as a guard, he's like top two or three. It's nutty. It's, it's really like that. He's like backing down centers and shooting fadeaways over him. He's... Up and unders, craftiness, his stop on a dime, his pull-ups, his mid-range. I mean, he is a magician down there in the mid-range area in the paint. He's one of the best in the league. Well, what what would his game compared to like another a former player? What do you think? He, what, is, what is it like? Because he is kind of a throwback guard in a way. I, you, he has the footwork and like post stuff. Like he he reminds me of Andre Miller, but he just shoots better. Obviously, you know. What I mean, Andre wasn't really like known as a shooter. He's more just like a crafty old school point guard, but like he has that way about him. He puts people on his back. He's strong because even though Jalen's small and like, you know, I was being funny with the pudgy stuff, but like, he's not like you know muscly. You know, he's not going to be on any bow flex ads anytime. No, so. no, that's All what I'm right. saying. Like he's built, you know, not the way you would think, but like, he's strong though. He's really strong, and he's just so skilled, man. Either way, right hand, left hand, pulling up, left hand, right hand on a dime. And his his skill level with his back to the basket as a guard, uh, which is something in the NBA that's like disappeared. You don't really have that anymore. Him and Jamal Murray, the only two guys really at the point guard position, and I'll, I'll put Drew in there a little bit, that are backing down and still have like the fadeaway game, like as point guards. 
um, with, I think, Brunson. Oof, I don't know if he's better than Jamal. That, that's Jamal's so good. I think Jamal and Shea backcourt is terrifying. I think people really forgot how nasty Jamal was until like the playoffs and finals, and everybody's like, shit. Because when you talk about Jamal Murray, everybody talks about the bubble. Yeah. And then like the playoffs happen and finals happen, and everybody's like, shit, this dude can play. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, his, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I still think Team USA is going to win. Do I think Canada is capable of beating them? Absolutely. They have enough players. They're all pros. Yeah, if it comes down to a one-game knockout stage, you never yeah, know. Anybody can what win. if Shea goes for 40? I don't know. Yeah, even, even a team with like three guys could win. You know yeah. what I mean? Let alone a guy, a team that has like eight or nine good pros, which Team Canada does. You know, they have good good defensive players too. Lou Dort, Nikhil Alexander can really guard. Shea can guard when he wants. But you got Shea and Jamal at the helm, like, you know, as your your backcourt. Yeah. Did you see the pictures of Luca? He was checking in with uh, the Sylvania national team. Every summer, everyone says, look at thin Luca. And it's, I think it's so annoying. He just, he's a, he gets a tan when he's out there. Gets a little fade, a little skin tight fade. And everyone's like, look, oh, wow, this year's going to be crazy. He's going to come in so He does skinny. look in good shape, though. He always, he does, but it's, it's the same thing every summer. I don't know what, maybe he's, I, I, what do you think it is? Probably goes back home. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's going back, he's playing for his country. This is his time, his, you know, his city. It's like he just proposed to his longtime girlfriend, too. Shout out to that. Oh, did he? You yeah. Got, he got hitched. We got a couple guys. Jalen Brunson. Well, he just got married. Oh, right, right. He just got married. Someone else just got married. Joel Embiid. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah, a lot of guys are uh, a lot of guys are locking it down, tying it down. I ran into Joel and all of his boys in Vegas when we were there for summer league. He was there. I think it was like a bachelor party or something. It was all of his boys. Really a good fun group. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got a rapid fire questions for you to close it out. Are you ready? More iconic: Katie at the Rucker or Kobe at the Drew? What performance is going to live in infamy? Well, they both are, but you get it. Mm. God, I, it's so hard to go against Kobe. But what Kevin did at that Rucker Park was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. He was just shooting it from like half There's court. There's something about it being outside too. Legendary. Well, it's, fucking, like, it's, first off, yeah. it's not a shooter's court. <laughs> it's not a shooter's court. Right. You don't go to like the Rucker Park and like think, oh man, it's a great. Yeah, I like, skipped to my Lou wasn't pulling up. He was. It's, it's, it's like skipping. layups and dunks and like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ugly basketball usually. And like occasionally a guy will hit a jumper here and there. This guy was raining threes like he was indoor. And yeah, I'm going to Kevin on that one. The only reason, the only reason Kobe's is just so iconic is like, buddy game James. And like put the hands up, and just had everybody around him after. And it's just like, when are you going to get that opportunity? Kobe does feel like uh, one of those, you know. Mythical. He was one of those stars. Yeah, mythical. And then it, like a, yeah. They had kids running up, just getting their hands on them, touching them. Yeah, just them. trying to touch them, yeah. Yeah, that's. You know, that's because Kobe was not accessible. Yeah. That's a, that, and that's the difference between a lot of these guys. You weren't going to catch Steakhouse and running into, <laughs> running into Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You could run into Kevin Durant there. You can go to the club and run into Kevin. You, you could definitely, James is there right now. You could, you, could, <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could run into a LeBron James out with his friends. Yeah. Kobe Bryant went in the fucking club. And if he was, you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, that's what him and Michael, Michael's turning up now in his later years, but like, apparently he did back then too. We didn't have Instagram back then, so I can't speak on that. Yeah, right. But like, Kobe was like, kind of like that. So him pulling up to the Drew, you know, that was pretty special. And it was in that small gym, which I liked. Yeah. It went in like the big Drew they play in now. Like, they packed that thing out. Yeah, that was dope. I'm going Kevin though. Next question. When those, so we've seen all these, you know, pro-am performances, which by the way, when you see a pro-am, like this guy went off in a pro-am, do you watch it on Instagram? Do you watch the highlights? I do. I mean, that's how I know about the Kobe. Yeah, recently, the Kobe, yeah, Kevin my Hurt guy, thing. like Marjan Bochamp just had 83 in Jamal Crawford's league in he Seattle. Looks the layup he had was nutty where he went up with the right, right and switched right, it to the left. God. He's he's a hooper for sure. I think he'll be good. Um, he's a Milwaukee guy? He yeah. is a Milwaukee guy. No, no, no. He's, well, he's from Seattle, but he plays for the Bucks. No, I'm saying, yeah, Milwaukee has him though. He's yeah, yeah. fucking talented as hell. Yeah, he played with the G League Ignite. He, so when you, do you put any stock into that? Do you think that's like tough to do? I mean, some of that defense is rough. I'm not worried about the, the amount of points. Cause I, A3, if you're, if you're any NBA player, if you go in the game, like I'm shooting every time I touch it, like I'm like literally not passing. I'm going to score every time. I, I, I could go put up 80 in the so Seattle Pro. Impressive or not impressive? When a guy it is impressive because it's a lot of points. It's still 83 fucking points. You have to make a lot. You have to be, you, have you, to st make shots. you still got to be making shots, bro. Yeah. Like even if they're playing bullshit defense, 83 points. 
is impressive. And there's a lot of clips where guys are like defending him. Yeah. But I'll put a little, so yeah, I'll put stock into that. I'm just saying, I'm not going to be like, man, I can't believe it. it's not like an NBA game or something like that. It's really garbage defense, but 83 points is a lot of fucking points. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit what credit's due. Next question. I am the best. You're the Kevin Durant. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Next question. This has happened the other night. We went to dinner and you and me kind of got into this one. Prime Harden or Prime Dwayne Wade? I do Prime Dwayne Wade for 200, Alex. <laughs> uh, nah, I um, It's close. It really is. People, people really hate, want to hate on James. I think it's just because the way he's whatever people disagree with his lifestyle i don't fucking know man i whatever a lot of things people say negative about james the one thing you cannot take away from him when that man was in his prime and i played with him when he was on the court this guy was an absolute menace it's hard to picture like he was the best guard in the nba in my opinion those years he won mvp and the years out even the couple years after that I mean, he's not the nba in assists he's not the nba in scoring he's he was he was unbelievable in machine. houston I think James in Houston was the best guard in the NBA at that time. And that says a lot because there were some elite guards still. We're talking about MVP years of Steph and Steph, other guys. Yeah. And, but I just thought James was the best. Nobody could do what James did. This guy was averaging 12 assists one year, 36 points the next year. I mean, the guy was an animal, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, he rarely missed games, too. No, he played every game. Yeah. Um, mm. When you're asking me between the two, James and and and, and Dwayne, what are you asking? Who who I want to win a championship with, or who who I thought was a better player? How about this? If you're starting a team right now from scratch, God, Lee, bro, you really could go either way. <laughs> Great options for sure. Yeah, I, I I think I might go D Way just because the defense aside, and he won. You know, I mean, he won with obviously LeBron. That team was crazy, but he also won with Shaq and carried and was unbelievable in the playoffs. He's been a a known playoff performer. Where like kind of James has that whole thing going. You know what I mean? Again, I've seen James dominate the playoffs. For but, sure. But people, multiple conference finals. I know no, it was no, in the no, finals but, with the Thunder. That wasn't a, his there thing, is a but... there is a false stigma with him in the playoffs. Yeah. Am I wrong? It's always a, it's always the elimination game where he looks like he's kind of checked but out. People have this thing with him in the yeah. playoffs, but like I, I it's, it was always strange to me because I played with him in the playoffs and he's having like thirty every night. I'm just like, if yeah. this guy's struggling. What the hell are we all doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, but uh, yeah, I think you can go either way on that. I think you can go James or Dwayne. I'll go Dwayne just because he's won um, his performances in clutch time and his defense. He did it on both ends, but you know, offensive brilliance. James is better. If that makes any sense. You wanted to talk about one of the lost arts that people, you know, basketball players or even kids coming up aren't doing anymore. Yeah. You want to get into that? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, I noticed this, man. I, I, I've been like observing a lot just over the past couple of years now that I have kids myself um, and just being around the game for so long, you start to really like pick up on just how much the game has changed. And a huge lost art that shouldn't have anything to do with the evolution of basketball is being in the gym by yourself. And I watch all these kids. Every time I go to the gym, a kid walks in. He's never alone. He has a trainer. Or he's working with this trainer. And there's a million trainers. Half of them aren't even fucking qualified to be doing it. Half of them are charging parents this, this much money. I want people to know right now, and I'm saying this on record, and I know people would think the reason I'm saying this is because people would probably think the opposite with me considering my my background and where I'm from. I never had a personal trainer until I made the NBA. Never in my life. I never had one. So when you were when you were number one player in high school, I went games to the gym, ESPN. Went to the gym, gym gym by myself every day. All I would have is a homie come rebound. Every workout I did was by myself, man. I'd go work out with my AAU coach on Sundays, but it was like a group of guys. We'd like do a little workout together. I had I had no trainer. I never had a personal trainer. Well, the trainer the trainer thing has definitely taken a lot. Like has taken off in the last few years. Taken off. Sure. That's all kids do now. Right. They go. To the gym. But ten years ago, when you were you know twelve years ago, when you were in high school. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a lost art. When you do this, and here's why: when you do these, first off, I'm all for having a trainer. So I'm not saying don't have a trainer. I'm saying make sure you go to the gym by yourself. I used to go to the gym and put 
four cones out going all the way down the court. So it's like four stops, five, six cones, five, six stops. Put headphones on at each stop. <clears throat> quick move, quick move, quick move. That's how I got my burst. That's how I got my first step. I did it over and over and over and over. I'm talking about every day for hours. Everyone knows this. They'd see me at the Y. They'd see me at Rollins. I'd do it on the side of the court. I'd go at any court available. I'd go outside at Phelps Park. If I couldn't get a gym, I'd, I'd hoop outside. Like, bro, any, which is unbearable in, in, in Florida for people who don't know, it's like 120 degrees on that damn tarmac. But like, that's what I was doing. It's a lost art that you do not see these days is players go to the gym by themselves. Everyone has a personal trainer. Everyone has a workout guy because they see the pros have one and now everyone needs to get one, bro. I, and I, I really realized this when I played for the Rockets. On off days, I'd go in the gym and I'd like work out with player development or I'd have a trainer come in and James would go to the gym by himself. And I'd be like, James, you don't work with, in, in the summertime, I'd ask him, I'd go, hey, who, you, who are you working out with this summer? This is prime MVP James Harden. He'd be like, I'm not working out with anybody. I'd be like, what do you mean? He's like, I know my game better than anybody. And that doesn't mean you can't learn from other guys. It means you, doesn't mean you can't have a trainer come in and help you get better at weaknesses. But he's like, I like going in the gym by myself. I know what I need to do. I know what I do well. I know what I don't do well better than anybody either. He goes, I, I know my workouts. I'm disciplined. I, you know, I, I thought about it. He goes, he literally asked me, he goes, did you have one growing up? I go, no. He goes, so how'd you get here? How'd you get to the NBA? He goes, you went to the gym. You fell in love with it that way too, right? Because it wasn't a guy telling you a drill. It wasn't robotic. That's another thing. These guys do all these workouts in a drill. And then in the game, it's not natural sometimes because it's like you're drilling everything. When you're by yourself, man, it's like a feel thing. Like I would picture I'm in a game. Five seconds left. Like, bro, you fall in love with the game or the game is just more, I don't know what, it's just more natural that way. And I think it's lost in today's day. Like, I just don't see, I'm not saying every kid doesn't do it, but all these kids, they go to the gym and they train with somebody, bro. It's like, bro, you're 12. Go to the gym and just have fun. Like, work on your shit. Like, or if you want, go to a couple workouts with a trainer, take some stuff, and then like, go do some shit by yourself, bro. I'm not saying stop working with trainers. I'm saying it should literally be 50-50. It's like 90-10 now. A kid shows up for his workout for the day with the trainer. His mom and his dad are on the sideline. They sit there and they wait. Their kid goes to a workout. They pay the trainer. Kid goes home. That's what, that's what it is now. And like, bro, all of us. And I want to make sure we clarify it for everyone out there. He's not, you're not saying trainers are bad or anything like that. No, 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 no. I have no problem with we, trainers. We know some trainers. I, yeah, you yeah, work with I a trainer. Work with trainer. Right. I, I, yeah, I have no You're problem with You're saying the combination of the two. There should be a combination. <laughs> there should be a bad, what is it? Sadness and badness. <laughs> combination. Yeah, no, there should be a healthy balance yeah. of, uh, of you being in the gym by yourself. There's something different about you having the ball in your hands with nobody rebounding you, telling you what to do. You going through your workouts, you going through your movements, you picturing you're in a game down five or shot clock. Like there's a beauty and love and passion and feel for the game, being in the gym by yourself, working by yourself. And I think every player these, these days works with trainers. And I know pros do it because we just don't have the time or whatever. But when you think about it, it's like, I don't, I don't even understand that. I think about it all the time when I'm in a gym working out. I'm like, why the fuck am I not in here by myself anymore? I, I like forgot how to do it. Yeah. I'm so accustomed to someone putting me through a workout. How the fuck did I get this far in life? I got here getting in the gym by myself. So it's just like, it, and I say this for myself too. It's not even just kids these days. It's pros these days. It's all of us. We all work with only trainers. And again, I love trainers. There's a lot of great ones out there. Iron Rainey, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, Remy Workouts. You got Drew Hanlon. Uh, Sean Marshall. Sean Marshall, yeah. C. Brickley. The, the list you know, goes on and on and on. There's, you know, Phil Handy. There's, there's a lot of great workout guys out there. I, and I implore anybody to go out there to, to, to keep doing their workouts and like keep, keep, you know, keep working with trainers. There should be a healthy balance of you being in the gym by yourself. And it's a lost art. And I just don't think it's good. I, 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 and I, I look at myself sometimes and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like in high school, bro, like all I did is go to the gym by myself. And I had an extreme work ethic that I was able to build, which manifested true love and passion for the game. No trainer had to push nothing on me. They didn't force me through a workout that I dreaded going to that day. I just went in the gym and did shit. You know what I mean? And yeah, I just think a healthy balance is, is ideal. And I think it's kind of lost. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. That was well put. Thank you. Have you seen the um, Netflix quarterback? Yes. I saw a little bit of it, yeah. I wish they had better people. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Are, people are fun. I think you're supposed to see the different levels. When I mean better people, I'm talking about better characters. I'm not talking about the, them as a quarterback. Like, I, I, I have no problem with Kirk Cousins. I have no problem with Marcus with Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 they're starting NFL quarterbacks. These guys are studs, man. Like, all respect from a guy like me. Like, I, I got nothing but respect for those guys. Um, I think it's good that they just had different people. Different I know levels. what they tried to Spots do, Pasha. Career, they yeah. tried to put like the top of the iceberg or the top of the mountain. They got iceberg is nuts. <laughs> James Cameron, <laughs> iceberg, top of the iceberg, top of the mountain. I don't think it's cool to be at top of the iceberg. To be honest with you, it's better than being at the bottom. Better, yeah, right. it's, better, it's better being at the bottom. Yeah, yeah right, right. Top of the mountain, you got Mahomes, and then they like got a Kirk Cousins who's like right there in the made middle. Made a lot of money. He's good. And then they got uh, shops at Coles. They got a. <laughs> Bro, that, it blew my mind. I'm watching this episode. First off, did you see his house that he lived in? Yeah. I, I'm like, what is going on with this guy? And I'm not saying you have to, just because you make more doesn't mean you have to spend more. So I'm all with his logic. But there's like a fine line of that and just, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. A little bit too much the other way. Yeah, I'm just, it's too much. I'm looking at, this guy's wearing a gosh damn uh, Penny. I don't even know what he was wearing. I, I don't know. And then I'm, you know, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you wouldn't have liked a little like Mahomes. You want to like, yeah, I know what you Lamar want. Jackson, Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine everyone's following those three guys? Yeah. You got like Mahomes doing his thing. And then you got like Lamar in the hood, like bit, giving back to the kids, like talking to he's funny. And then you got like Aaron, you follow Aaron in the jungle and he's doing like ayahuasca or some shit. The jungle. Yeah. Can you imagine him, bro? Like tripping out, like I'd just watching the I'd camera. I'd watch the camera follow Aaron Everybody would watch for that. sure. My next thing is, would you be interested in the NBA doing something like that? I think they are doing something like that, I heard. Are they? Yeah. They have to. Because we're not... A lot of this stuff start, started... This all started with Formula One. Well, Hard Knocks has been around. It was a team thing. Formula One really gave light on individuals. Yeah. Like, even though it was all about their sports, you know, it's really about... And you're getting Daniel Ricciardo. You didn't know who fucking Daniel Ricciardo was to four years ago. Yeah, out of your mind. Of course I did. No, People always said I look like him. I'm telling you. I've always known. Okay. I didn't know anything about him, though. The, yeah, majority, the majority of the United States, especially, okay. knew nothing about Formula One three years ago, four years ago. And then that Netflix show came out and changed everything. And that is a fucking fact. It all started with Through the Fire, Sebastian Telfair. <laughs> that's where it started. I love that doc. I've seen that more than it. But that's an individual doc. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, even yeah, there's Showtime has a Ben Simmons documentary. Okay. There's all types of documentaries out there. Okay. No, I'm saying there's, there's a million documentaries. Well, matter of fact, I would like to talk about him. Well, I want to cut that back in too. What's, what, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? I'm, I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, what players would you like to see in a Netflix documentary? If they were going to follow three players, I want to know what's going on. an extended amount of the season because most guys won't do it by the playoffs, but you maybe do it like before training camp or like mid-season. They'll go, you know, how they did with quarterback or whatever. What, what would be... I need to know what Kawhi Leonard does like in his spare time. Like what is going on? Like, could we, would it just be really boring? I don't know. But I would kind of, what, what am I knowing what's going on? Like, what? What does he do back there? He, he, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a mystery of a I guy. You never know what he's doing. Yeah, back listen, there. I, I would like to see it, but then maybe if I saw it, I'd be like, ah, never mind. I don't know. Yeah, see, it might be really dry and boring too. Yeah. Because I don't know how I'm much he, it, it'd be really up to him and what he's willing to put in to, to, the, to the show. Are you still going top of the mountain, bottom of the mountain? I'm not saying Marcus is bottom of the mountain, but like in terms yeah, of like, bottoms. when I say bottom, I'm talking about in terms of like, well, top of the iceberg would be like Giannis, Jokic, someone like that. Not Jokic. You're, I mean, you don't want to see it. You, you lived it. You don't want to see it. I just know what it is. Okay. And it's not going to be something that like people are like craving to watch on TV. He's such a normal, like just chill guy. You want like, you want like, Steph, like, yeah, that's, Steph just came out of the dock. Yeah. Who'd be the, Giannis would be fun. Yeah, and he's funny. He's everything he says is viral. Like the guys, John Morant would be fun. It's tough timing. Let's give it a little bit. Could be good timing. It depends on how you look at it. Could yeah, be that's like, true. could be him. Like, yo, we know he's. You know how they do like the hard knocks. It always comes off like what someone just went through. Yeah, like you talk about that a little bit. You know, they have like little news snippets. Like John Morant was arrested. You know, do the whole thing, and then like it cuts to him like in the gym, and it's just like it's a redeem year. You know I mean, you obviously need to get in touch with his PR team. You, you have a clear vision. I'm what saying, do you like, <laughs> they could use that as like a, a way to like really like just start to turn because he's going to play well next year. And once you do that, you stop, you start forgetting about all the garbage. And like that tied in good media around him, that, that could be good. I think Ja could be good. And then like you want like an unknown guy that like people don't really talk about, like, or not an unknown, 
but like a guy that like doesn't get as much media attention. You know what I mean? You go down to like a, a, a you know, a city that Wait, you, you, he wouldn't, you still wanted to be a star, but someone that doesn't get media so, yeah, attention so or you want like a player that is actually just either, like either or I'm with either or. Okay. I think people would be interested in that as well. I think people would be interested in a journeyman. Like, yeah. man, look at this guy. This guy, these guys that? have it harder than we are. We're, we're giving so much praise to like all these superstars, but this guy's been on five teams in six years. Like, you want at, that like Ish Smith documentary? Yeah. Like you want someone, no, I, I want someone. I don't want a documentary about these people. I want, I want one of these guys to be Shout a part of Smith, by the way. Yeah, I love Ishmith. Right. I, I want one of these guys to be a part of, you know, how they do quarterback. You do, you know, whatever you want to call the Netflix thing for basketball, whatever it is, NBA something, player something, whatever you want to call it. Hooper's Hooper. Whatever you want to call it. One of those guys would be dope. I nominate myself. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it's about. <laughs> that's what this is all about. At the end of the day, I cut it right back to me. So, but yeah, I think that'd be dope. I, if Netflix is doing that, that'd be really cool. I think a lot of people would watch that. I actually want to switch gears for a second. <laughs> ben Simmons. Been thinking about this a lot lately. Saw a lot of comments about him this summer because they saw pictures of stuff of him in the gym and everybody's like, here we go again. Right. Kind of like what you said about Luca. You get a little bit with the, you know, Ben Simmons stuff. I really think Ben could get back to his all-star level. I'm one of the very few that thinks, feels this way, I feel. You, you still have some Ben Simmons stock. I still have Ben Simmons' stock. I'm not selling his stock yet. No, I, I, everything that's happened to Ben is mental. They talk about his physical stuff. I don't buy it or believe any of half that shit. I think we all know he was physically capable to play last year. But mentally, he wasn't there yet, which is fine. This shit happens to tons of people, athletes and non-athletes. People go through stuff mentally. You don't know what's going on in his home life. You don't know what's going on upstairs. You don't know, you know obviously, what he went through in Philly. A lot of negativity, a lot of attention for the wrong reasons that could fuck somebody up, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then it only made it worse when he didn't show up to camp and it just seemed like things just kept compiling on each other, right? At the end of the day, Ben Simmons, no matter how you cut it or slice it, is healthy, is one of the freakest athletes you have in the NBA. He's 6'10", strong, fast, and has vision. Everyone talks about his shooting. He doesn't need to fucking shoot. Some of the best players in the NBA don't shoot. Giannis doesn't shoot. He dominates. He literally dominates the game. I'm not one of these guys that's like, if he just had Giannis's mindset, he don't have Giannis's mindset. He's not fucking Giannis. But Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. And what he's proven in the past is when he is Ben Simmons, he's an all-star player. He's, all defense. He's an elite defensive player. Had have, have those capabilities lost? Has he lost has he stopped knowing how to play defense? No. He could still next year go be a first team all defensive player if he wants to. He could still show up to camp in shape. He could still jump above the fucking goal and dunk on just about anybody in the league. He could still run the floor and he still has vision. And he has a whole bunch of shooters around him in Brooklyn. I still do believe if he's able to tap into his confidence again, which is something that I don't have a position of to, to, to say anything about. I don't know him personally, personally like that. And I don't know what's going on in his life. I think he's gotten a lot of negative attention, but now it's kind of cooled off. And people are like, ah, whatever. We're done with Ben. People have jumped off that ship. And I think when people do that, that often provides like a little bit of like, I have nothing. Yeah, that's it. Like, I got nothing to lose now. Now I can go play again, man. Like, everyone's done. No one believes me. No one thinks anything about me. Like, anybody's ranking. No no one's ranking Ben Simmons top this, top that, or this guy's overpaid, or this guy. Like, everyone's just kind of like moved off of the Ben Simmons thing. I think this is a chance for him to like just reacclimate himself into himself again. Like, because all the things that he had that made him an all-star, he still has. He didn't have a freak-like injury, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't tear his ACL. He didn't tear his Achilles. He didn't, he didn't, uh, something traumatic happened in his life. Like, bro, he went through some experience that happened, and then he handled it the wrong way, and then he didn't play, and then this, 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 and he got a lot of negative attention and kind of messed with him mentally, and then, like, he kind of hasn't really been himself. He's been a shell of himself. But, like, everything on the surface is still there. It's so strange that I think people are just, like, off of him when he's like still 6'10 fast can jump has vision and, and can be an all all worldly defender I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of and they, they don't have the same issues or anything like that but Markel Fultz people just gave up on him and I and I when the magic got him I was like guys this is he was the number one pick for a reason he still has ability he didn't have a freak injury or anything I know he had something wrong with his shooting or there was something wrong there yeah. but he's 
played great for the Magic. And and once people kind of stopped talking about Marco Fultz and they were like, wrote him off, he got to just go hoop. Yeah, he just got to go play free again. Yeah. He just was like, all right, now now everyone's kind of off me. Like, let me just kind of go play. And by the time they come back around, his confidence is already up. Yeah, it was like no expectations. Really. If Ben Simmons starts playing well and the media starts picking it up, it's only going to be picking it up because he's playing well. And if he's playing well, they're going to be talking about him playing well. And when you see people talk about you playing well, it just makes that those wheels turn even faster. The, 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 the snowball effect essentially is what I'm saying. The same snowball effect that derailed Ben Simmons is the same one that can he can go uphill again. If he starts playing well, that ball will start rolling the other way. And once you start getting this attention and the media is into it and this is into it, you start feeling yourself. You start getting that confidence. You start being like, man, I am this guy. Like that, that shit happens, bro. I still think Ben Simmons is capable of being an all-star player. I know a lot of people like scoff and laugh at that, but like I just don't, I I see all the talent still there. So, you know, that'll be something to watch out for this year. With for him. sure. He's got like, complimentary, nice, good players. Uh, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson. They got Yeah, they got a lot of sh- shooting and scoring around him. You don't have to go score a lot. Yeah. He used to score, though. I like Claxton, too. Yeah, just- like just go fucking drive down the paint, punch on people, go get fouled. Missed eight free throws. Who gives a fuck? You still got the other team in foul trouble. Now the other guy, when he gets fouled, Cam Johnson and Mikel, when they're in the bonus, they're knocking down their free throws. Like, people forget, like, what that does. Just because he's missing free throws, he's still causing... The game stoppage, the flow of plays, getting guys in foul trouble, he's getting their team in the bonus. There's so many effects to that, bro. Like, just go play. Like that, that, that's you know, that's I'm hoping Ben Simmons is just working on his body, getting healthy, and shooting free throws. Fuck three pointers. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. Hooks, touches around the rim, dunk. Hooks, touches around the rim, dunk, make free throws. He will average 18 he and a, a half. He's a beast in transition. He'll right? average, he's a monster. Sixers. Monster. Bro, when he's in wanna, Philly, get back to that. When he's in Philly, he'd grab the rebound and you had a guy who's the fastest probably guy on the floor pushing it at 6'10", weighing 270. There wasn't much you could do. And he's looking to pass. So when you got a guy like that, everyone's running because everyone thinks they can get the ball. Right. So you got four or five guys running with him. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to, you know, to, to stop. So, um, yeah, you know, I've... I, obviously uh, we've all had things to say about Ben Simmons. I've had things to say, but in hindsight, man, if we're going to keep it hundred, yeah, I still think this guy's capability. And I, I really do think he could be an all-star again. So something to look out for. Great. Before we go, I want to, I want to definitely uh, shout out, you know, to our last pod, um, Bronnie James obviously had with the cardiac arrest and I you know, just want to, we've obviously we're you and me have talked about him on the pod before we're big fans of his game he's gotten so much better over the last couple of years so you can't help but cheer for him yeah yeah for sure um and we've talked about the way he's handled the spotlight and everything how he's done it so well and you know you're a father you know you know i'm sure when you heard that news you know i get scared yeah um yeah yeah health is wealth you know what i mean and it doesn't matter how up you are or how winning you know someone is you know lebron james obviously is a I don't even know what that guy is. He's a mogul. He's beyond a mogul. He's a, he's a, he's not even real. He's an icon. You know what I mean? And this guy has everything in life. I guarantee you in the moment when his son collapsed or when he got that call, none of that matters. Nothing matters except health for yourself, for your kids. If you're not healthy, do you ever notice when you're healthy or not healthy, when you like have the flu, when you're sick, you don't give a shit about nothing right? except getting back to your normal. Like, I don't think about my cars or my house or my job or I don't give a shit about none of that stuff. None of it matters. The only thing that matters is being healthy. When it's your kids, it's worse. It's even worse because you can't even do anything about it. You just have to like try to help them, but it's not your body. You can't fight for them. Um, so something scary like that is traumatic, man. I, I and God forbid that ever happened to me or anybody I know that their kid has something like that. The good news is that he recovered. The good news is that it happened at USC. Thank God he wasn't playing pickup at a park with his friends and he collapsed and there's no medical people around. This happened while at USC in a practice with people all around him to take care of him and help him, which is a blessing. Um, and I'm happy that he's doing better now. There's like the video posted playing the piano and stuff and like seems in good spirits, man. I'm just happy he's okay and and, and Braun and his family okay in Savannah. Uh, that's obviously very, very scary. So shout out to Bronny, man, for fighting through that. For sure. You want to see him healthy, not only back on the court, but you just want to see him healthy and back on the court and doing his thing. So yeah, that was, that was scary. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, uh, our prayers and wishes are with their family. And you said your what? I said prayers and wishes. Is that bad? Oh, I thought you said your Persian wishes. I was like, 
Can I get some of those? Those sound incredible. I thought you said those Persian wishes. I was like, Persian wishes. I don't wishes. know what wishes are. I don't even know why I said wishes. I don't know what that is. We'll that what did you say? Your prayers? Persian wishes. I was like listening to what you were saying. I was thoughts and started, prayers. I started, I can't be honest with you. I started thinking about when you were like talking about like your kids. I was like trying to imagine if I had a kid and something happened and like, how like I would feel. I kind of got lost in what you were saying. I was once again really well put. And I was like, I thought I like, jumped back in. I was like, prayers and wishes. I thought you said Persian wishes. And I was like, I would like some of those too. Sorry, that's, uh, that was, yeah. Well, it was fun getting back in the lab again, as always. Uh, Today's definitely like a freestyle. No, freestyle we, we have no control over our conversation. We talk and things go and whatever happens, happens. At the end of the day, we do this for you. We do this for everyone <laughs> out there listening. I mean, this is what we do, man. We, we come in here and we talk shop. We want y'all to feel like on your way to work or whether you're working out that you guys are in a barbershop. Just hearing guys talk basketball, you know, that way you can go to your friends and chime in on the same topics that we talk about. So um, it was another great week. We're going to keep building this thing out as always. Y'all be safe this weekend. Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs>